Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, the tropics, the tropics, the tropics. That's all wow. we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Full. Fully loaded tropics right now. Yes, they are. And finally, for the first time in, I think, what, almost a month, we don't have any storms threatening the mainland United States, which is good. But that doesn't mean that other things are being threatened as well. Right. Well, I, I think that we do need to start with recapping what happened uh, the, since the last time we talked last week. Um, we had a storm develop out of basically nowhere. Um, Amelda came ashore uh, mm-hmm. around the Houston area. And I know the early forecasts were saying 5, 10, maybe 15 inches localized flooding um, or 15 inches of rain. Boy, were we wrong. Uh, so wrong. That part of Texas is underwater, like fully submerged. And I know that Hurricane Harvey was kind of the gold standard that we look at in terms of flooding. But Bonnie, this tropical storm blew that out of the water. Yeah, exactly. And didn't even make hurricane status. That just shows you it really doesn't matter the category. Right. Winds, it can still cause damage. Exactly. Winds are important with you know the category function, but storm right. surge and flooding have no determination when it comes to category. And, Bonnie, there are reports that some locales saw 45 to 50 inches of rain in a three-day period. It is insane. I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures or videos, but, I mean, there's, like, cars in apartment parking lots, and the water is up to the roof of the car. You can only see the roof of the car. Can't even see the windshield anymore. Highways are completely up to concrete barriers of water. It's completely insane. And it was like, it was 48 straight hours of rain, I want to say. Yeah, and not just like your typical, you know, Midwest, eh, heavy thunderstorm, it passes through. This was rainfall rates in the order of three to five inches an hour. Oh. That's a lot of water. Yeah. And, you know, the Gulf moisture just sat there and kept feeding the storm, and it dumped and dumped and dumped. And... You know, I know people sometimes have a hard time trying to fathom how much water that is. So let's look at, you know, how they actually measure this. It's, yes, obviously they use a rain gauge and, you know, that's calibrated out, but it's measured over one acre parcel of land. So you find a piece of land that's one acre in size, okay? Mm -hmm. And then now you start putting the amount of water on top of that. So one inch of rain is means that throughout the entire acre... You're an inch underwater. Two inches, five inches, ten inches. And all of a sudden, you start to understand that this is a lot of water. A lot of water. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me to just sit there and look at the pictures and the video and try and understand and grasp how these people not only made it through Harvey, but now have to go through this again with Imelda. Yeah, and on radar, Imelda didn't really look like much. No, it didn't. 
it looked busted. Like it was like just a little mess of showers and it just did not look like a big deal at all. And just washed out that whole part of Texas, basically just, I, I just couldn't believe all the videos and pictures I was seeing all over Twitter. Just insane. Right. I think Jim Cantore's tweet kind of sums it up, you know, perfectly. I went to bed knowing that we had an area that we were watching and yet I wake up to find out not only had it gone from a disturbance, but to a tropical storm and then came ashore. I mean, this thing was, this thing was quick hitting. I think, you know, they went from an area they were watching to a disturbance to a tropical storm in I think three or six hours. Wow. And coming ashore, you know, in that same time period. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's just no lead time. Like, for it to just escalate that quickly. Right. And I, you know, I think the models initially had a decent handle on this, but when that thing stalled out and it stalled out over Houston and then it was, you know, starting to pound the east sides of Houston and then you got to the Texas Louisiana border, I mean, again, the amount of rain is just absolutely insane. Areas of, like we said, 45 to 50 inches of rain. Yeah. And it, and it just all just ran out of a place to go. Yep. You know, so it just, it went up, you know, and you guys, you guys deal with a lot of flooding in the Midwest and the South. And so, you know, we do a little bit here in the Northwest, but most of our flooding is caused by, you know, winter storms and then runoff from the mountains. And we have some times where we have major floods, but you guys have been hit so hard with floods, not just this year, but the last couple of years, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I don't know how you guys deal with it. I really don't. It's, you know, it's, and I'll say here around Oklahoma, we don't get it like, like down along the Gulf, you know, and for us, it's more just certain areas of the city, certain parts of certain roads get really flooded because that's just how they are. And our issue is people continue to drive into it. So it's not even, it's not even really the flood that does anything. It's people who drive into the flood. Like if no one drove into it, then we could just let it go down and then there'd be no issue. But I don't know. I don't know how Houston has done it. And I know that they're still recovering from Harvey and for Imelda to come in and be like, oh, hey, let me just undo a lot of what you've done. Right. Just crazy. Well, crazy. We, we talked about how quick hitting the storm was and the National Hurricane Center issued three forecast advisories. Wow. They did 10 public advisories, but yeah, three official forecast advisories, three discussions and two wind probabilities. But we knew that it was going to be interesting, you know, we looked at, um, you know, what Dorian had done, and then we knew Aaron and Fernand were out there, um, we were waiting on to see Gabrielle had also formed and just kind of sputtered into nothing, obviously we talked about Umberto, and that was a hurricane, and you know, luckily he got uh, kind of swept out to see relatively quick, Bermuda saw, you know, a little bit of damage, but not much. And then all of a sudden, here comes Hurricane Jerry. And you're like, say what? Yeah, Jerry was out there. Jerry is still actually turning away in the Atlantic right now. Um, It's not going to do anything. It's a tropical storm. Um, It is forecast to move up along or basically move in a very north-northwest direction. Um, Bermuda could see a little bit of impact, but this thing is going to make a right-hand turn. Once we get to Tuesday and by Friday, mm-hmm. it's going to be out there as just still a tropical storm and not do it a whole heck of a lot. I mean, at least 
you know, we've really just had the one major situation, which was Dorian. All yep. the rest get going, and then they kind of fall apart pretty quick. Right. And end up just going out into the to the ocean. So they're not really affecting anything. But just it's like rapid fire. They're like back oh, yeah. to back, though. So it's it's just crazy. Like, we've been waiting, and here we go. Like, <laughs> that spark just set the whole tropics ablaze. So here we go. Right. Very reminiscent again to last year. Yeah. You know, it was oh, super yeah. quiet and we just waited, 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 and all of a sudden, boom, it went. Well, on the heels of Jerry becomes our first basic hurricane of the year, basic tropical <laughs> storm of the year, and that's Karen. So welcome, we have Karen. We've been waiting for Karen. Oh, we have been, you have so been waiting. waiting. We have been waiting for Karen. <laughs> um, last night at uh, 2 a.m., they issued that a tropical storm Karen had formed, and I could not wait to tweet out, which I did. So if you want to go check us out uh, at Weather Podcast on Twitter. I welcome Karen to the family. <laughs> um, but Tropical Storm Karen's going to be around for a while, and it's not going to move a whole lot. Uh, currently, the latest update is that it is a tropical storm. It is just on the westward side of the uh, Leeward Islands. And Bonnie, unfortunately, Puerto Rico is in its crosshairs. You know, and I feel, I feel bad, but that's just Puerto Rico, you know? Right. Like, that is... It's just like, you know, more happens to be in the center of, you know, where the tornadoes come through regularly. That's the same with right. Puerto Rico and Haiti and Bahamas. They're all right there in that really prime spot for storms to come right through regularly for several months during hurricane season. And that has got to be rough, like, especially for an island. Like, where do you go? Right. You don't. You either evacuate completely off the island or you hopefully have areas where you can go up in elevation. Yeah, and obviously there's not a whole lot in that in Puerto Rico, but um, there are options. So yeah, like we said, right now uh, it's forecast to stay a tropical storm through its entire life cycle, at least for the next five days. And there's a ridge of high pressure that's basically going to keep this thing squeezed down, and not a lot of forward movement. By the time we get to uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow night, the storm has moved maybe 500 miles. Uh, it looks like it's going to impact Puerto Rico sometime, either Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon. Still the tropical storm, and by Wednesday afternoon, it is due north of Puerto Rico, and the next closest thing would be Bermuda. But this thing is going to make a very slight movement to the northwest, and then this thing turns hard north. And if that's the case, it's great. It's going to follow what Jerry, Karen, and Umberto have done and uh, go out to sea with hopefully not love effect but yeah we're gonna have to watch puerto rico they are under a um tropical storm watch at the moment wow i feel like they spend a lot of the season under a tropical storm watch right well i guess we'll see who pops up after karen i'm just i can't believe how quickly we're moving through the alphabet right i mean imelda came and went i was kind of like eh, did we need to classify it as a storm and obviously yes now we need to but you know yeah. we have jay same with fernand right like, you know but if it meets the qualifications to get named, then it meets the qualifications to get named, even if it just barely makes it, you know? Right. Which, you know, I again, I understand, but it's just like, oh, man, do we really need this? And then, yeah, yeah, we do. Well, without that, we wouldn't be at Karen right now. So thank your lucky stars because you've been waiting for Karen since the list came out. I've been waiting for Karen for a very, very long time. So, yes, <laughs> the first basic storm of the season has arrived. I will be toasting it to... Uh, Toasting it with a pumpkin spice latte, and I need to find some Uggs and an Infinity scarf just to set out somewhere, just to just to properly toast her. 
Oh, man. I know. I'm bad. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad bad. you got your Karen. I'm glad. Right? I'm very happy for you. By the way, favorite joke of the week that I saw from a oh. guy that does not like Florida Georgia Line, the band. Uh-huh. He's like, did you know the original name was going to be Pumpkin Spice White Claw? <laughs> like White Claws are good. Yes, I know. White Claws are actually in a shortage. I know, because everybody loves them. Yes. Talk about a first world problem. <laughs> right? People are going to have to switch to Trulies for a while. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> and, there's, and there's another company that just came out. Uh, natural light just yes. made seltzers yeah yes and there's an uh and i saw one advertised just a little bit ago during the nfl game and i was like oh y'all trying to come and take white claw all right i see how it is yeah everyone's trying to make the the seltzer drinks now i mean that's fine the more the yeah, better I guess. A- a- absolutely um well we have jerry we have basic karen and now we have another area that we're watching that in the next 48 hours, will likely form into a tropical storm or at least a depression. Uh, it will become Lorenzo. And this is literally just coming off the African coast right now. Um, but this thing is scheduled to uh, to become something big. So we're watching it. And if you look at the satellite picture this morning, uh, this thing already looks pretty well on its way to forming pretty quick. So, Wow. Yeah, disturbance number one is what they're calling it, but this will become Lorenzo uh, once it is officially named. But yeah, this thing is going to uh, move west about 15 to 20 miles an hour. Cape Verde Islands need to monitor the progress of this disturbance. Uh, system is likely to bring heavy rainfall and gusty winds to portions of the south. Um Cabo Verde Islands, but yeah, so Lorenzo is getting his act together. He's next up on the list. And, uh, yeah, that's everything that's cracking in the Atlantic. But we don't, we don't just watch the Atlantic here on B-Squared. We watch the Eastern Pacific as well. And yep. our good friend, Kiko, is still alive. I'm just surprised. Trying to be a Dorian, that's the deal. That is true. Is to hang on as long as possible, but not do as much damage as Dorian, but just hang on as long as possible. Correct. And Tropical Storm Kiko... Is out there just churning away, 40 miles an hour, sustained wind, central pressure, 1,006 millibars. Um, this thing is just basically stalled out, and he's doing his own little thing. He's about to make a turn to the uh, north, and then the south, and then the west, <laughs> and just kind of just dancing his own little dance out there, uh, not threatening anything except shipping lines. Hawaii is in the clear, and so Kiko will eventually just kind of peter itself out. Well, following Kiko, we have Lorena. Lorena is a post-tropical cyclone that came ashore um, from the Baja, the Gulf of Baja, and is now into Sonoran, Mexico. Uh, It will be a depression through tonight and probably will just drop a bunch of rain. So we will need to watch that as it starts to affect the desert southwest of the United States. The remnants do eventually. And uh, it looks like that's going to get caught up in that train of that cold front that is now sweeping across Texas and Oklahoma. Well, great. That's what we need is we need more tropical moisture because can I just explain to you (laughs) the humidity that comes with tropical moisture? It is so disgusting. Like I'm pretty sure that's what's in what's in our air right now is Imelda. I'm pretty positive because it is like 79 degrees out here with like 400 percent humidity. It is so gross. And it's been raining off and on for the past two days. Not helping making it worse. I'm sorry. 
Normally, you guys get the cold fronts that, you know, kill the humidity for a while, but apparently yes, not. Yes, that rain it all out, and then it's nice, and you can breathe, and you don't feel like you're sweating the second you stand outside. Nope, nope, we are in a sauna right now. Well, on the heels of Lorena becomes our friend at Tropical Depression, Mario. So speaking of flying through the alphabet, we're already up to M's in the Pacific. We will be at L here real quick in the Atlantic. But Mario is scheduled to come ashore as a depression as it goes into the Baja of California. It will go over the Gulf of Baja, and then it will be entrained in pretty much the same area right now where Lorena is. So Bonnie, you have more tropical moisture coming your way. You know what? That's fine. You know, that is just fine. I'll just sweat my hair out and my makeup off. It's cool. It's fine. Hey, you know what, girl? You don't need no makeup. You look pretty just the way you are. <laughs> well, aren't you sweet? I well, we'll just be. see when I'm sweating it off and it's melting. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, and we'll make sure we post that on, on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> at Weather Podcast. Oh, man. Comedy. First world problems, I'm telling you. Right. White Claw and humidity. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, life is hard. I get that. It is. It is. All right. So the tropics are covered. We wait to see what Jerry and Karen will do. Um, I think the biggest story that we need to watch in terms of Karen is, you know, how close does she really come to Puerto Rico? Um, So, you know, all interests in the Caribbean definitely are watching that. And then once Lorenzo gets going, coming off the Gulf, we're coming off um, the African continent. And if that thing makes its way. Uh, westward, you know, we're going to have to watch that. But um, like I said, this thing looks pretty potent as is. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited. And, you know, we still have another month or so. Of, oh, yeah. So, I mean, we might make it through the alphabet or, or pretty That'd be pretty, pretty close. Sweet. I'd be okay with that. Me, me too. All right. What do you guys have coming up forecast-wise in the beautiful state of Oklahoma? Uh, you know, mid to upper 80s for the next week, off and on, rain chances throughout the week, um, like 30, 40, 50%, just here and there sprinkled throughout the week. Um, humidity, like I said, 400%. And <laughs> it's a real thing, okay? And that that's pretty much what we've got for the next week. Fair is ending today, so that'll be out of here. Did you make it out to the fair? No. Oh. I know it's a bummer, but it'll be okay. Come on, um, Bizzle, you need to go to the fair. I know. I just, you know, I just didn't have time, and I, I'm kind of bummed about it. But you know what? There's always next year. That so is true. Fine. That is true. Um, I do see that you guys are in a marginal risk for thunderstorms tomorrow, so that's good. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's that. I suppose. <laughs> right. Um, today. Out here in Oregon, we are under a just the general thunderstorm area. So, who knows? Maybe something will happen. Maybe some storms will pop. That would be sweet. I haven't gotten my fill of thunderstorms yet this season, but hey, that's cool. Um, yeah, so while you guys are raining, we're also raining, but our temperatures are going to be struggling to make it to 70 today. Um, we'll be 70 tomorrow, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, starting to clear off lower 70s as highs. Um, but then we start getting this pattern where we get sun for two or three days and then rain for two or three days. So that's kind of what we look at once we get into fall. We're waiting for second summer to make an appearance, which hopefully is soon. Um, knock on wood because I would like to get out and play some more golf, but we will see. 
Well, I hope you get some more golf in. I'm ready for a summer to be over. Like, let's bring on the fall. Let's get this humidity out of here. No, I agree. I agree for you guys, yes. But once we get into fall out here, that means more rain, and that's not fun. Uh, I like the rain. But you know what? Just be ready because, like, halfway through winter, I'm going to be like, I'm sick of the cold. Let's bring on the spring. You know, it's just the same song every year. I know. <laughs> every season. I know. It's hurry, <laughs> hurry up and wait. And once we get there, it's hurry up and wait. We want to do it again. So... Exactly. The only season that I don't ever want to end is spring. Like I'm good with spring all year round. Let's let's do the spring and spring weather all year round. I'm good with it. That'd be pretty awesome. Right? Not gonna lie. And mm. I don't think there's anywhere on earth where it is like that continuously throughout the year. I don't think there is either. I think it's just those, you know, peak times and then you get your little random like we do, like a random severe weather day in November or something, you know, like but other than that, yeah, that'd be awesome, though. I'd go live there. When you look at the detailed forecast for uh, my neighborhood from the National Weather Service, it goes today through Saturday. Okay, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, 13 quick little forecast glimpses. The following mm-hmm. words, a chance of showers, exists in all 11 of the 13. <laughs> Talk about wow. rinse and repeat. Yeah, right? And that's that's us too. Like pretty much the same temperature through the week, rain chances through the week. Which I'm good with. I like the rain. I just just rain out the humidity, please. That's right. all I'm asking. Yeah, ring it out because ain't nobody got time for that. No. No we don't. It's just not, not even good. at all. Right. No. Well, man. We just we just wait and wait and wait. But hey I mean it's gotta come to an end, so That's true. That is true. I think next week I want to talk about the, the 2019 tornado watch outline. 156 so far total tornado watches were issued. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny. There were no tornado watches issued west of the Rocky Mountains this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Eastern Montana and Central Montana got it. And then Colorado. Um Wyoming, and then New Mexico, and obviously Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, North and South Dakota. Um, Every state, but it looks like maybe Michigan. And some of the, like, North Atlantic states. So maybe it looks like Michigan got out of it. I'm having to zoom in and look at this. I take that back. Michigan, lower, lower Michigan did. Okay, so they're out. Um, so it looks like maybe Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine were the only states on the East Coast that did not have at least a tornado watch. So, wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Been an active season everywhere, pretty much. That is true. That is true. So, yeah, something we can talk about once the weather kind of slows down, because once we get to fall, <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to discuss cool things on B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. <laughs> Yeah, true. Well, we'll be able to discuss upcoming winter Yes, I'm, I am excited good. for that. I'm excited Me to too. get back into some hardcore model riding. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, winter's the worst for it, I would think. Oh, it's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. Because it changes so quickly mm-hmm. and... You know, one day it looks like it's going to be snowmageddon, and then the next day it's like, mm, might get a flurry. It's actually going to be 41 degrees, so 
Nothing. Right. The difference between a massive snow event and just plain cold rain, I kid you not, is a degree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is not much at all. And that's why there's the model writing because really every degree of temperature counts and makes the biggest difference. So I understand the model writing. I mean, we all do it. Nobody cares if we're eight or nine degrees off during the summer where, hey, it's going to be 77. And we ended up at, you know, 83, 84. Nobody cares. Yeah. However, if you say the low is going to be or the high is going to be 31 and we end up being, I don't know, 23, people complain. Yeah. Yeah. And really, ideally, for some good snow, you really want it like 29 degrees. Yep. Because you, you know want, what I mean? You actually want that humidity to help create large snowflakes. Yeah. And you, you want to be far enough away from 32 that you're not teetering between snow and cold rain. Yep. That's true. It is true. And you got to have the perfect profile top to bottom of the atmosphere. Yes. You cannot have any layer of anything. Dry, slightly warm air, nothing. You can't. You just can't. Yep. We get, it's all gone. I'm really looking forward to using my favorite term when it comes to weather forecasting during the winter. Warm tongue. <laughs> oh, oh, it's inappropriate. Very. Very. <laughs> but it works its way into many, many discussions from the National Weather Service. So it's my favorite winter weather term. Well, take a drink of your spiked eggnog every time you see moisture tongue or warm tongue in a discussion, you know? Will do. I'll have to crack a white claw. <laughs> a pumpkin spice white claw. Exactly. That's what they need to do. That'd be disgusting. Oh, I'm sure people would. I'm sure they'd sell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> right. Well, another fantastic edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk with you guys next week. Bye.